Tennis Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 a WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet, the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is currently Sunday, October 16th, and there are two ATP finals we got to go through in Florence and in Gijon. But before we actually get into the two finals matchups and we go through the picks and preview portion, we are going to recap what happened on the last episode when we previewed the outrights and the early matches for the Lock and Dog segment. First of all, for the outrights, going to rip off the bandit quickly, did not go well. We had a nice streak there where I believe we had five straight ATP events with at least one finalist as an outright, and that unfortunately ended in this episode. Uh, It just didn't work out. Ended up running into a bit of a buzzsaw there with the likes of Felix and Rublev. We ended up taking a bit of chalk. We took Berrettini to win in Florence, figured the home country angle, the crowd was on his side, and yet he absolutely choked away the first match he played against Baina. He was up several points in the second set tiebreak, and he ended up blowing the tiebreaker. Then in the third set, he was up a break, and we know how good of a server Berrettini is, and he was two points away from winning. I believe he was up 30-love, and he ended up getting broken, then Baina held, and then Berrettini got broken again. So he got broken in back-to-back service games after serving for the match the first time, and he ended up losing. So that was kind of a shock, so to speak. I think that was the most shocking overall result of the past couple of days. But besides that, ended up losing in that tournament with Nakashima, who we like to make a potentially... I'd say deep run as a sneaky contender, but he ran into Felix and Felix absolutely smacked them 6-3, 6-4. So that did not work out. But then to look through the tournament in Gijon, we also decided to not take Rublev. We thought Rublev had a shot to win, but we didn't exactly like the value on it. So we tried to be a little bit more daring in that tournament and it really did not work out. We had Dominic Team, and we have Tommy Paul. And unfortunately... Each of our two outrights lost to Rublev. So Rublev absolutely destroyed our hopes and dreams in that event. And the matches were competitive. They were both straight sets, but it was 7-5-6-3 against Paul and 6-4-6-4 against Team. So competitive, but either way, Rublev ended up pulling it out. And he has looked like the best player at this overall event by a decent margin. But as a result, you have the two very interesting finals with one hefty favorite in Florence. And you have... Another decent-sized favorite in Gijon. It's not nearly as big of a favorite as uh, Felix is in Florence, but Rublev is still a comfortable favorite. So you have Felix taking on J.J. Wolf, kind of a surprising long shot there in Florence to make the final. And then you have Rublev against another American. You have Korda, who ended up making a pretty decent run. So go through the pathway, Felix has looked very comfortable. He struggled a bit early on. Against Atta, I thought Atta might beat him in that match, and I thought there was a potential upset there, and ended up going three. Just Felix ended up dominating 6-2 into the third. Then he destroyed Nakashima, and he destroyed Musetti. Uh, Musetti's not a great hardcore player, but he had a decent run there. But Felix really buckled down after that second set tiebreak loss to Atta in the first round, and then absolutely just rolled from that point forward, winning five straight sets. And looking at J.J. Wolf, he's had a much more difficult ride 
ended up beating a relative unknown in the first round there in three, then beat Cressy. Very impressive showing against Cressy, won 6-3, 6-4. Ended up beating Bublik in three sets to make matters even more impressive. He lost the first set and then ended up uh, winning the second and the third and then beat Yammer 6-4, 6-4. So a nice run there for Wolf, but he has definitely played more sets of tennis because he had two separate three-setters, and Felix has had straight-set matches ever since the first round. And moving over to Gijon, you have Rublev, who I mentioned some of the results already. He has really looked dominant, ended up losing to a... He lost a set to Avashka in the first match he played in the tournament. We thought Avashka could potentially be live to beat him, which is why we kind of faded Rublev a bit, because we thought there was a shot of an upset and we were right. The problem was Rublev ended up doing enough in the third set to win. But Ivashka had him on the ropes, and it didn't work out in the long run. Then Rublev beat Paul and beat team in straight sets, so he's looked very comfortable. And as for Korda, he has had a bit of a battle so far, ended up beating Munar in straight sets. Munar is a clay court specialist. Then played Batista Agut. Very nice three-set win there. Oh, it was an absolute war. Lost the first set 7-5, then won the next two sets 6-4, and then ended up beating Andy Murray in the three the round after, and then after that ended up beating Rinderknich in the semis after Rinderknich had that phenomenal 18-16 third set tiebreak win against Karenia Busta earlier in that event. But the point is, Korda is a bit of a surprise to be here as well. Not as big of a surprise as Wolf is in Florence, but still, you have an American in each final and we'll see how they fare as underdogs but felix is a significant favorite he's about minus 475 and you're looking at rublev and rublev is a favorite but mostly in the 230 240 range so they're giving corda a lot more i'd say hope than wolf in this matchup but either way before we actually get into the individual matchups from a breakdown both with regard to the styles and with regard to the odds. We're going to take a quick word from our sponsor. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000, plus they got a $1,000 free bet. Win bet truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just ended up finishing the recap portion where we went through what happened last week. Now it's time to talk about the actual final matchups. We will start in chronological order. And since the Gijon match is taking place at 7.30 Eastern time and the Florence match is taking place at 11 Eastern time, that's both a.m., in case you haven't realized, uh, we're going to go through Gijon first. So looking at Rublev against Korda, they have one head-to-head meeting and it was on a hard court in 2021 as they played in Miami and Rublev ended up winning in straight sets. However, very competitive as Rublev did win 7-5, 7-6. So Korda has given Rublev some issues in the past, 
Rublev ended up still pulling it out and not dropping a set, but it was a 9-7 in the breaker as well. Seems like the match could have gone pretty much either way. Uh, going through the numbers here, the real differential here was the first serve and second serve, which makes sense because Rublev won 85% of his first serve points, where Korda ended up winning 71%. Still respectable, but the point is it's not 85. And for second serve, Rublev won 48%, and you ended up having Korda who won a 33%. So Rublev was 14% better on the first serve and 15% better on the second serve in terms of points won. And that definitely made the match uh, go in Rublev's favor. However, it is worth pointing out, though, that even though Korda did break Rublev twice, uh, Rublev was 0 for 2 on break point saves. So Korda didn't have many great chances. He just made the most of those chances where Rublev had seven break points uh, chances and ended up converting on three of them. So either way, the point is breaking can be somewhat common uh, in this match that we might end up seeing, but Rublev is the better server. It's really not that close. And I do think eventually that will result in Rublev pulling out the victory into this match. But Korda is a very solid mover on the court. However, we do know that his strokes occasionally self-destruct. Kind of the same with Rublev, but Rublev is still a much more powerful hitter with the strokes, and he has a better serve, as I said before. So I do think Korda has a path to win this match, but I do think that Rublev will just win too many free points off the serve compared to Korda, which will eventually result in the matchup being a little bit one-sided. I don't think Rublev's going to mop the floor with him. I'm not picking 6-3, 6-2, but do I think that Korda's going to win a set? Maybe. I don't think he's going to. I think Rublev probably wins in a competitive straight set match, especially after beating Tommy Paul and beating Team. And I think you can make a serious case that Tommy Paul is stylistically similar to Korda, but slightly better. I just think that you're going to see Rublev really take command of most points. Court is going to be a bit too passive. He he wants to stay behind the baselines. You're going to see a lot of long rallies, but I think Rublev will dictate the action, and I think eventually he'll break through for a nice win here. But to go through the actual odds for the spread and the total, uh, no shocker, Rublev, once again, on the money line, is a decent favorite around minus 216, minus 220, give or take. As for the games, Rublev minus 2.5 is minus 130, and you look at the over-under, 21.5 games, over is minus 145, and 22.5 games is minus 105. And if you want, three sets over 2.5 sets is plus 140. So for this matchup, I'm going Rublev. I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. I respect the fact that Korda made a deep run and he beat Batista Agut. I do think Murray is well past his prime. He's still a pretty good player. I know we backed him in the last podcast and he won. But he's clearly not the same guy that he used to be. And Rublev beat two players that... It's it's tough to evaluate how good team is compared to Murray at this stage in their careers, which is kind of difficult. Also beat Avashka. Avashka's a very solid player. He's had a pretty good year. But uh, Korda was relatively lucky to face off against Rinderknich, who had a Cinderella run after beating Krenya Busta. So Korda had two difficult matches against hardcore specialists at this point. I mean, Murray... You can argue maybe grass, but you get my point. Either way, Korda beat 
two players that were a lot more inferior than him and Rublev beat three quality players and two of them very comfortably. So I think Rublev is in better form. I'll take Rublev minus the two and a half games and I will take him to just win the match. I think that Korda could have moments, but I think eventually the serve will let him down and the unforced error count will get high and Rublev will win. So that's my thoughts on Gijon. I don't have any props with me on the double fault stuff, etc. Unfortunately, I don't see it up right now. I know we did win the prop section with the Tsitsipas double faults about a week ago, but still, point is, I don't see any of those available, so we're going to have to deal without them for this matchup or for this overall episode. But moving on to Florence, you have Felix, who is a monster favorite against J.J. Wolf. And the real question is, do I think that, first of all, Felix should be minus 425, I think the answer is no. I understand that Felix is the better player. I'm aware of that. But 425 is pretty hefty for a guy who we know is not afraid to self-destruct at random points. I think Felix should be closer to minus 300, uh, minus 325. So you can argue the value alone is on Wolf. Uh, Do I think Wolf's going to win the match? Probably not. But I think that he can make the match relatively competitive. Uh, something that the odds makers don't seem to be that realistic because Felix is minus four and a half games on the spread and the over under is 21 and a half. You can get 20 and a half over minus 150, but that's a ton of juice. I'm not going to take that. Uh, if you want any sets, you could take over two and a half sets at plus 180. So that is an option. But either way, I do think uh, Felix is going to end up winning this match. But I do think Wolf hangs around. I think that he has enough firepower from the forehand side to give Felix some issues at some points in the match. And Wolf's also an okay server. I think it's an underrated aspect of his game. Uh, We saw Batista Goot really couldn't do any damage against him in the U.S. Open when he was serving. And I think you could see him give Felix some issues. Felix is still a good returner, very lengthy, very tall but I think Wolf is an underrated server and that might work to his benefit in this matchup. Plus, he ended up beating Yammer in straight sets last uh, match, so he ended up faring relatively well. And Felix, I know he beat Nakashima very comfortably, which is impressive. The Musetti win, I get you beat the person that's in front of you, but Musetti was the hometown guy. I get it, but he's not really a good hardcore player. So it was a nice win, but it was kind of a freebie, if we're being honest. But I do think Wolf keeps it close. I think he'll probably lose, but I could see a 6-4-6-4 type match, maybe even a tie break. But I do think Wolf is going to hang around, but you'll end up seeing Felix win the match. As for the total, really don't have many thoughts. I do think it'll be competitive, so I guess I'm leaning to the over. I'm not going to play it, but if I, I think there is a chance you could get a 7-5 or a 7-6. So you that definitely is going to help the over, but... I do think you could see a 6-4-6-4 and the match goes under. So I don't feel great about the total either way, but I do lean to the over because I think Wolf has some potential to generate some problems for Felix. But for the overall matches, I am going to take Felix and Rublev to win. I'm sorry for being relatively boring and for going with the public chalk play, but I'm being honest. I think that Wolf and Korda are outmatched here, but I do think Wolf's being disrespected based on the current odds. But either way... Uh, to go through everything else. Uh, I am going to give you a brief preview of what the schedule is for next week. Uh, There are a couple of tournaments going on. You have one in Belgium at Antwerp, and you have one in Stockholm. So I will be breaking down both of those. Probably after qualifying, uh, there are a decent amount of matches early on on Monday. 
but we'll probably go through some of those after. You're going to get some withdrawals in there, so we're going to wait it out. But still, we're going to be going over two tournaments once again next week, which should be fun. But other than that, though, I do want to say before we go to another break, I was going to mention this in the last couple of pods, but I forgot. Uh, leave a review if you enjoy the podcast, or honestly, even if you don't enjoy the podcast, just leave us some feedback. Let us know what's good, what we can improve on. Or even if you want to just practice some stand-up material, send me some jokes. If you want to give me a recipe for some food, you can do that too. The point is I really don't care what's in the actual review, but I do think it's nice to actually know who's listening and engaging with the podcast and it also lets me know some of you out there who are engaging with the podcast hopefully you've liked it hopefully you've made money along the way but i did want to mention that if you could leave a review i would appreciate it but either way we're going to go through the actual picks for the matches but before we do that we're gonna have another quick word from our sponsor we're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game again or one of your favorite episodes from your favorite TV shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? It's a place where you can compare odds from all the major sports books in one convenient location. You can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep track of their records on all the games and their betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire and oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the final matches in Gijon and in Florence. Now it's time to go with the actual picks. It's going to be the lock and dog segment. It's going to be tricky to find a dog because... I like the favorites to win both matches, which is going to be kind of annoying. But I do think if I had to pick any dog of any kind, I will go, uh, you know, I'll do the lock first, actually. So for the lock, I'm going to take Rublev minus two and a half games. I just simply put, think that Rublev is a little bit too talented for Korda. And I mentioned how the match was close in Miami about a year and change ago. But Rublev was 0 for 2 on breakpoint saved, he generated more chances. He was able to dictate most of the action. And Korda is really not a great server by any means. And that was the story of the match because Rublev held serve at a greater clip. And he also was able to create a lot of pressure on Korda's second serve, especially, which I think will be the story of the match. So I'll take Rublev minus two and a half games. I think it's a pretty good price. And I do think Rublev should end up winning this match. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, somewhere around 6-4, 6-4, give or take. But I do think based on the overall price, it is pretty uh, favorable there. Sorry, I kind of got the hiccups right now. But I do think Rublev will end up covering the 2.5 at minus 130. And for the actual uh, dog pick, once again, very, very tricky because I really don't see a dog that I like. I said there was potential value. 
on Felix, but unfortunately, I mean, on uh, JJ Wolf, because I think the, the uh, money line is a bit too high. I still am not picking Wolf to win. So I will go with Wolf and Felix over 22 and a half games at plus 115. It's a bit of an alternative total, but I do think a tie break is a possibility. And I think even three sets is possible because I think that Wolf could create some serious damage on the forehand and his serve initially could give Felix some problems. Maybe Felix falls asleep or comes out flat in a final, which we've seen before, and you end up having a bit of an underrated marathon on your hands. But my lock, once again, will be Rublev minus two and a half games, and my dog will be the over 22 and a half games of plus 115 in the Wolf and Felix match. But that's been this episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. We'll be back once again to talk about Stockholm and Antwerp next week. So stay tuned for that. But until then, you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Still doing a bunch of other podcasts, doing the NFL Gambling Podcast a couple times a week, doing the NBA Gambling Podcast, NBA season starting up in a couple days. So get excited. If you have not realized, the NBA season is actually like two days away. So get excited. Uh, I know that uh, Terrell... Munaf and I did a bunch of division previews, even did a future preview, talked about some NBA awards if you want to get some future action down. But uh, it's going to be full steam ahead for the NBA for the next several months, so get ready to find me there. Uh, You can also still find me, of course, on this podcast, on the PropCast on occasion, but I'm on a lot of podcasts, and you can find me on Twitter. But other than that, though, until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.